everyone. This is Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Let's get into it. So, yeah, I wanted to podcast yesterday, but you guys, when I work from home, I'm also really busy with work, but, you know, I just try to do so little to disturb my mom because, I'll be honest, the CBD stuff, oh, my God, I haven't yawned. I have not yawned since I awakened. I'm just so relaxed with you. (laughs) I'm sorry. Excuse me. Terrible. Anyway, so I try to podcast, but she, you know, I don't want to cause more confusion. And and if she interrupts my show, I will go ballistic. So I just never really get the bat on the ball uh, to podcast on work from home days. Uh, And then... But I will say this. I was getting ready to talk about the CBD. So I bought these CBD gummies. I'm not sure if I shared that on here. I can't remember. I think I did. Because I'm just, I've been desperate for sleep. Like, you guys don't know. It's just, caregiving is hard. But then when the the sundowning and the, you know, the panic attacks and this, this, just everything's everything. And we got to be on a hundred all day and night. It's hard. It really is hard. There's no, I, it's truly the most difficult thing I've ever been through. But the CBD gummies, my mom loves candy. I'm sure you all have figured that out. Candy, ice cream, Taco Bell. Like she eats like I used to eat in high school. If she, you know, if she had eaten like that when I was in high school, we would be best friends. So the way she eats now, she never ate like that when I was young. So it's very easy sell. I'm like, hey, have some candy, you know. And she'll take that gummy. And it's just been really, really, really nice. You know, no, almost no sundowning. Uh, she doesn't get so confused in the evenings and afternoons. She doesn't know who I am. Uh, she stays pleasant. We haven't had a stay pleasant all day in probably four or five years. No kidding. When, when I really finally was like, something's going on, uh, the anxiety and all this weirdness that would start happening, it used to start at like 5 o'clock and go until she went to bed. Then it started getting earlier. And then by the time, you know, in the last two years, she would just, after, after 1 o'clock, she was a different person. So um, I'm not saying it's totally gone, but it's manageable. And, you know, if it just stays the two of us, she stays calm. And it's just it's been a a lifesaver for me because I have to get my sleep. The last frontier for me is sleep. So. See, I'm not fully awake. Sorry, guys. I am. My alarm went off and normally I only sleep like five more minutes and then I get up. But today I slept uh, like 30 more minutes. <laughs> I was running late and everything. But anyway, CBD gummies. Uh, I don't know where to tell you to begin. Find a brand that works for you that you like. Um, they're they're in abundance out in the world. Uh, the ones for sleep, I take one too. So the last three or four nights, I've taken, taken them as well. And I have to say, it's been some of the deepest, most restful sleep that I've had in a long, 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 long time, you know, because not only is my mom asleep, 
you know, I'm able to, uh, if the temperature stays right, I, in my room, I'm able to, and when I sleep, I, I sleep really deeply, which I haven't been doing that. So that's been very, very cool. My mom hasn't gotten up to get her midnight snack or I haven't had to, you know, try to coerce her back to bed at 3 a.m. I mean, it just mellows you out, man. Get some good stuff. I can't think of the name of the company that I used, but they looked more high end and it was actually marketed more towards women. And uh, but I'll probably, you know, start experimenting, especially now in Missouri, marijuana, you can legally go buy it someplace. So that's cool. I got a place around the corner for me. I might go try to to get some of that, Um, you know, just to whatever works, dude, I'm telling you, CBD has been the closest CBD, uh, gummies for sleep have been the best thing to happen to my household in a long, 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 long time. She is sleeping. And that means Judy's sleeping. And that means life is good. But I am super exhausted. I look forward to going on vacation. I'm going to take a quick trip at some point very soon. I have got to recharge my batteries. Um, it's just a lot going on, a lot going on. Um, and it's hard. And I just, adulting is way overrated. And I think you have to create boundaries. You know, I, I don't know if other people have family members that just feel like they're entitled to all your time. And if if you got it, they're entitled. They feel entitled to your money. They feel entitled to, to just to everything you got. <laughs> it's like... Uh, you got to have healthy boundaries. You know, you just have to have healthy boundaries. I can't take care of all these people. I can't take care of anybody uh, other than my mom. And I'm trying to keep myself afloat as well because I have been experiencing some, some some real physical pain. And it's like, this is, I got to get to the bottom of this, you know, just all kinds of uh, um, inflammation. So anyway, that's enough on that. Uh, CBD, it's 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 real, and if you live in Missouri, you can finally go buy some marijuana. So, I mean, I might. I don't think I could ever get her to smoke anything, but you know, we might have to expand our gummy uh, and and dessert uh, options. You know, because I need her to be chill, and this stuff is the first thing that's even come close to doing what I needed to do in terms of keeping her calm and in the bed and asleep. Yipes, it's been great. All right. So over the weekend, I watched Elvis, which came out in 2022. And, you know, I, I accidentally caught it. I was not trying to watch this. It was Saturday. Um, and I, I I was, my mom, I think my mom, was she up? No, for some reason, my mom wasn't up. It was a sat because we had a good Saturday. So it might have been Sunday. So I had been, you know, doing all the Sunday stuff and, you know, I was sitting down and it came on. It started to come on. And, you know, Boz Luhrmann has this really eclectic, hyperactive, kind of detached from reality filming style. And I never wanted to see Elvis because I thought that's a story we know a lot about. It's been told and told and told. What could he bring to it? But that hyperactive, weird, disjointed uh, brand of storytelling, and it's like on crack because 
he covers a lot of ground really fast. And um, it was Tom Hanks's voice that hooked me. And I'm like, oh, Tom Hanks is the colonel. Why does the colonel sound like this? And it was just fascinating. And it sort of hooked me in because I didn't believe he could tell that story in a new way uh, that, you know, that would make sense. But, you know, that kid was really good. Austin, whatever his name is, he was really good because Elvis had a ton of charisma. But he was also he also seemed really, really shy and he was just a country boy, you know, and I think he got vilified a lot for imitating black people. But. I don't think he was doing it to just make money. I think that's just the way he was. Have you ever, I remember, you know, I think people are hostile about it. Yeah, they always still in our style. But I think he, it was like an homage from him because there are white people who, I remember in LA, I didn't finish my sentence, but there are white people who are not imitating black culture. That's what they come from. I was in LA uh, it was the early 90s, and there was this tall, red-headed white kid hanging out with with us. You know, I wasn't from L.A., so this group of people, they were not assembled by me. And he started talking, and I was like, oh, my God, where are you from? He was like, oh, I grew up in, you know, I don't, I don't want to say South Central. I don't know where he grew up, but he, wherever he grew up, a black family took him in. And he sounded like a black person <laughs> when he was talking. I was like, what's the deal? He was like, yeah, you know, I just grew up. Mom, I didn't have a family. They became my family. They took me in. And and I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, it wasn't an act. He wasn't putting on. It was like, he really, you know, and Elvis was like that. So I think they did a great job. And that, that kid, he said he... Uh, well, he's a grown man, but Austin, uh, I can't think of his last name, but uh, he said he, you know, collapsed from exhaustion. And with that filming style, it's easy to see. They covered a lot of ground in a short amount of time. And you can imagine the shooting schedule on that. And I know all of that hyperactivity comes in the editing bay, but that means you shoot so much footage. I mean from every different angle quick 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 let's go let's go let's go that pace like I said I know that mostly gets done in the editing room but the pressure to sing those songs over and over and over again and get like you know six angles of a close-ups extreme close-ups yeah pull all the way back out I mean this dude is singing these songs and he sang you know himself his songs I think he sang the songs himself uh, it was very cool. And they mixed in real footage of Elvis. And I remember being a very small kid when Elvis died. But, I mean, his his persona was larger than life. Especially with those capes and all those emeralds and those big sunglasses. I mean, every growing up in the 70s, you just could not help but see either the real Elvis or someone imitating Elvis everywhere. Thank you very much. Anyway, it was very good. Very well done. And I was shocked. I enjoyed it. And I'm, like I said, uh, I'm trying not to watch a lot of period pieces. Uh, but that was pretty good. I, I can't lie. The performance was, the, the Elvis performance was stellar. I mean, that guy really worked. And um, 
he's going to have his hands full because even though he doesn't necessarily look like Elvis, it's going to be a certain type of role that comes to him. That's going to be curious to see what he does. Anyway, didn't didn't mind that. Enjoyed it. Um, reading or listening to 50 Cent's book. Um, he's a fascinating character, 50, because he makes a very clear distinction between 50 Cent and Curtis Jackson. And he's almost calm and serene and uh, just very interesting to listen to as Curtis Jackson. And I can see why he's been successful uh, in both music and in television. Now, the Power Universe, I I watched Power, I think, maybe the first two seasons. I thought Omari Hardwick was really, really, really attractive. Um, But again, it it just wasn't really my thing and we sort of fell fell apart uh I broke up with it but I respect immensely what he's been doing and what he's been building and uh I was reading an article I mean he just takes it so seriously and and that is you know I feel like that's the respect that some people who just like the glitz and the glamour of the movie business or the television business and they don't they don't seem to embrace the importance of good story and and good casting and maybe not just casting people you like looking at but casting people that are actually good actors and that can this is a stepping stone that can propel their careers to the next level um so yeah, it, it was very cool. It's very cool. I'm I'm interested in what what he uh, is uh, life lessons he's gonna impart. But so far, I've I've listened to about 35 minutes of it, and it's really he really is breaking down his approach, not only to life but to business. And he he is a highly energized, uh, interesting guy, and he explains why he comes off certain ways and it it you know his background was rough there's no doubt about it his background was really really rough so yeah that's interesting i'm listening to 50 cent uh hustle harder i think something like that it's got a two-part series i'm completely unprepared to share things with you guys sorry i can't think of the austin dude's name but elvis wasn't bad um that film style is a lot but it wasn't bad and uh yeah cbd that's i might be uh we might become a a cbd household you know brownies (laughs) gummies everything everything is laced with something i mean seriously I, i am i was desperate i have been desperate for a solution to get some help and then when you come out of the hospital with this thing that you think is a sleeping agent and it turns out it's just like a psychotic pill it's like the, it's a, something for it's like a schedule two antipsychotic and i'm like i don't and the side effect is making you sleepy it doesn't necessarily make you sleepy and you know there are things that i would do for myself that i don't want to do for my mom i don't want to you know endanger her so I try to stay traditionally medical with this, and it's just been a nightmare because they don't know what to do. And like I told you, the doctor a couple weeks ago, he was so dismissive and nasty towards my mom. I can't even go back to him as my doctor, and I don't even have dementia. But he was just so nasty. And I'm like, traditional medicine needs an overhaul. 
And, you know, I, I'm seriously about to save my coin so I can do concierge medicine. You know, it's very expensive. Um, but look it up in your town. There are doctors that that cater to you and personalize your care. And that's where we need to be. It all should be that, you know, because these regular doctors, the ones that are left, the good ones are leaving their practices in droves. And the ones that are left, some of them are just not top notch. It's like everything else. There's a shortage of good everything, you know, because no good deed goes unpunished. The good people get burned to the ground because they go the extra mile. And it's like going the extra mile means you just get burned out quicker. And then you're left with these mediocre people who don't seem to be invested or engaged. They just show up for the paycheck. Like, I swear, this doctor must have gambling debts or something because the Jekyll and Hyde thing he's doing. I mean, he went from being like a cool, nice doctor to the instant he realized she had Alzheimer's. I mean, his attitude was nasty. And it's like, you know, I need this like I need a hole in my head. I've been so frustrated with traditional medicine trying to find some solutions for my mom who has nothing else wrong with her but Alzheimer's. And it's bullshit. And I think, you know, these millennials, you know how sensitive and impatient they are. They're going to really be upset. And we're going to have all these people in their 70s, 80s, more than we've ever had in this country. And the medical system is not prepared for it. It's going to collapse. So you need to start finding solutions for your family right now. Have the tough talks with your parents. It may not be dementia. It may be something else. But the medical system will not be there to support you. Not the way it's structured right now. Hospitals are just giant ERs. They want you in and out. Something to think about. All right, everybody, please be your best. Take care of yourselves and we'll talk soon. All right. Bye.